The race is on and it looks like heartaches And the winner loses all Hello and welcome to Baby Talk. This is our show, not just for the races of Saturday, August 5th at Saratoga and Del Mar, but also a little bit of a sales preview. One of my favorite times of year. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna hedge. It's my favorite time of year at Saratoga. Love the Travers. Love Alabama. Love the start of the meet. But sales weekend when half of Lexington, Kentucky, comes up to Saratoga, get a chance to see a lot of old friends, talk a lot of shop, see a lot of clients, and it's just the vibes are just totally different around the races and around the town, and that's because of this. Phasing Tipton sale that we have coming up. And that's where we're going to start today with our man from Gainesway Farm, Ben Gowans. Ben, how are things? I'm well, Pete. Uh, good to be joining you today. Uh, yeah, like you said, we're uh, we're uh, nearly to the, the midpoint of the meet. And this weekend, uh, I think you'd pretty well say, is the, the peak of the, the meet. Um, and to your point that, uh, that half of Lexington comes to Saratoga this weekend, uh, it might be three quarters actually <laughs> do you lord it over them that you've been here for a while and they're just oh yeah for sure yeah how, how could you not they're they're just tourists while i'm a i'm a real uh, mainstay of the meat oh that's great you've been having a good meat so far yeah yeah all, all good we're uh we're having a a great meet um seeing you know it's it's just a great place to be the mornings the afternoons uh thoroughly enjoyable to be here I got to get out for a morning soon. It's, it is such a special thing to do when you're up here. And my work often between uh, doing recordings, recording people internationally, looking at form, I, I don't always get the opportunity to, to head out there and watch them coming out of the mist at uh, 5.30 a.m. But I need to get that done before the meet's over. But we are here to talk about a couple of things, starting with the specifics of the sale from a Gainesway point of view. You know, obviously, it's... Uh, you, we don't want to dial down too much into the into the absolute specifics, but in a general way, what can we look forward to from the Gainesway side of things? We have a great group uh, up here this year. We have 14 entered to sell on Monday of Tuesday of next week, uh, and, and we're very fortunate to have a, a, a really top class client base who uh, who entrusts us with their horses, and so we're, we're, we're this is the cream of the crop. Um, you know, we, we bring the cream of the crop to Saratoga. And so these are horses we really believe in. Um, we have a, a variety of different types of horses, uh, some first year stallions, some more proven stallions. Uh, we have three uh, McKinsey's entered. Um, we spoke about last week, you know, he's a, a horse that we stand and a winner of the Whitney. Um, he, he, his first yearlings um, are, on, uh, are selling this year. We're very excited about him. Uh, and we also have um, uh, a tappet um, or two in the consignment. And it's fun, too, you know, looking through the catalog this year. You know, tappet's the leading broodmare sire this year. And we're starting to see him uh, be a very prominent broodmare sire. And we're starting to see him on the bottom side of pedigrees in these sales now, too. I love that the old man is still uh, still getting so many headlines. It's really very cool from a Gainesway perspective and also just from being a horse racing fan and these sires and, and female families, their ways to stay connected to these horses long after their racing days, which is just a cool thing from a complete horse player slash fan point of view. I don't know if there's an easy answer to this question or if there even is an answer to this question, but I'm going to just try you out. 
What's the difference, if there is one, between a horse that you look at and you point for the Saratoga sale as opposed to, uh, you know, the giant book one uh, Keeneland uh, sale in the fall? What goes into the decision of, of who goes where? Yeah, it's it just everyone has their different approach. Um, obviously, this sale comes about five or six weeks before the, the Keeneland September sale. So you're, you know, if you have a horse at a later falling date or just a horse who is slower to come around, um, maturity wise, you're probably going to point to that, to that Keeneland September sale or the phasic October sale. Um, but th- you know, these are, this is a hand selected group of horses, this, this Saratoga sale, just a little over 200 horses. Uh, the phasing team inspects all of them and, and, uh, gives them the green light or the, the red light to maybe go to a later sale. Um, so this is, you know, a, a group of horses that are not only, do they have the looks, but, um, you know, the, the Saratoga catalog is, is you know, heavy in pedigree too. You, you generally want to bring a horse up here to Saratoga that, that um, people will have no problem uh, believing in their pedigree. There you go. The combination then of precocity in terms of the physical and pedigree, maybe the kind of thing that hopefully gets people awfully excited when they're bidding in that ring on Monday and Tuesday. I'm sure your your uh, desires from Gainesway are going to be represented in some other consignments as well. Any particular highlights or ones to look out for? There's a few, you know, there's a, there's a good, Good batch of McKinsey's in the sale. Um, maybe one to, to point out is Hip 85, uh, the McKinsey out of a mare named Koala Queen. Uh, this is the third full out of the mare. Um, this is a horse owned and consigned by Runnymede Farm. Um, the, the dam Koala Queen was um, actually the dam of a filly named Koala Princess, who once upon a time went off as the, uh, the favorite in the juvenile filly's turf. So there's some precocity in there, and that is a very good-looking colt who uh, hopefully uh, sells well next week. Excellent. I'm looking forward to following along, rooting for uh, all of our all of our pals and partners and sponsors, and just uh, soaking in the atmosphere. What is your job during the sale itself? Is the work done at that point for you, or are you schmoozing? What do you? How do you describe your activities? No, so I'm very fortunate to um, be on the, uh, the the potential of the buying side. So I'll go around and, and inspect all the horses actually starting tomorrow. Um, that's the great thing about this sale is it's plenty of time to, to look at all the horses. Uh, we have you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where we'll be looking at all the horses. Uh, and even you have all day Monday before the sale starts Monday evening to get all your inspections done, get all your notes and vetting in order. Uh, so that, that's a very, um, uh, one of the, the, the great, uh, pros of, of being in Saratoga is people get plenty of time to see the horses. Yeah, that's very, very cool. I wouldn't mind rolling over there myself for a, for a few minutes and seeing who's around and seeing what can be seen as long as I don't get in the way too much anyway, but, uh, looking forward to the sale very much next week. Let's talk about some horse races, my man, starting with this early double. I, you know, I love it when you have the two-year-old races that you can bet a, uh, bet a horizontal bet across. And we have that situation in Saratoga to kick off this Saturday card. And it's early. 1235 is the first race. We've got an inner turf race going a mile and a 16th for these two-year-old Colts and lots of interesting pedigrees just scrolling down the screen. Where shall we start with this one? Yeah, there is a lot going on, Pete. There's you, you, you could pretty well make a case for every horse in this race, in, in my opinion. 
there's a lot going on. I guess the horse you have to start with is the morning line favorite. Uh, it's Joseph O'Brien's first runner of the meet. Uh, he came over last year with a string, and he's brought some horses over here to run again this year. Uh, this is a horse that uh, three weeks ago finished second on debut at Ferry House. Uh, he got beaten by an Aiden O'Brien runner. Uh, was coming on at the end. He's a son of Nona Never out of a mare named La Natural, who actually ran over here. She was a sprinter. And Nona Never, you know, he can get a horse that can get, you know, a mile plus. But he would be more, known more as uh, producing a sprinter. So it's interesting they stretch this horse out. I think that's where you have to start. What, what did you see? This one was definitely on the short list. You just figure if you can be finishing. Now, Fairy House is right-handed, but still, the way their racing operates, if you can be finishing over there going six, I'm going to suggest that a mile and a 16th is going to be within your going to be within your scope. And this horse took a little bit of money too, which was also notable, you know, 9 to 1 in that uh, in that 14 horse field. At 2 to 1, there's certainly other ways you can go. Joseph, I love that he did the experiment last year, bringing the horses over. It wasn't wildly successful, but he's also the kind of guy sharp enough that I would assume has learned from last year and, and might make a little bit more of a stamp and how nice it would be for them to get off from uh, to a winning start in this spot. So, yeah, I think the, the favorite is the obvious one to begin with. But, you know, there, there's a there's a bunch of other interesting ways to go. I wanted to ask you about one interesting price on the morning line. Um, uh, Agate Road, this, uh, 12, listed as 12 to 1, by Quality Road, out of uh, Yellow Agate. I was curious to see, you know, you pay 650 for this one and you're starting on turf. Is this maybe one of those cases of one that needs the distance more than the turf? Or do you think he's, do you think they think he's actually a turf horse? These are not connections known for buying turf horses. So I, I was just curious to, to see where your brain went looking at a runner like before Agate Road. Yeah, you know, the, the, the general thought would be when Todd debuts these horses um, up here, two turns on turf, is that they're not showing enough on dirt um, to be competitive in a dirt sprint maiden. That's not always the case, but that that could be true here. The the mare was a, a grid winner at two on dirt. You know, you're by quality road. You, you think you'd be more of a dirt horse. And so um, Todd's breezing on t- turf twice. Um, was fortunate to see one of those breezes and, um, wasn't wasn't blown away by it, so I think he will be uh, probably double digits set off. Gotcha. One one the, the, the David Aragona also does such a good job. You know when he's putting when he's hanging twelve to one on a horse with that kind of blood, it there, there probably is a reason, and that might very well be it. Who do you think is the most likely upsetter or a horse? Maybe we can bet at a little bit of a price. Anybody uh, anybody stand out to you in that regard? Yeah, there's obviously a few very interesting first time starters. Um, this coming from the, the Gainesway point of view, we do have a horse, uh, we co-bred uh, number six drilling for gold, uh, son of twirling candy out of the mare, dance for the cause. Uh, she's been a very, very good producer uh, so far. She's the dam of greater winner, say the word, and yeah. um, also a graded stakes winner, uh, ride for the cause. So she, this, this adds up, right? She's the dam of horses that uh, run two turns on turf. Um, and it's very interesting, you know, Graham obviously is based at Fair Hill. This horse has been at Fair Hill. Graham has a, a good group of two-year-olds that he can pick and choose where to go um, to. And he could have run this horse in the mid-Atlantic if he thought he was just okay. But it's a good sign when, when Graham comes up here with a first-time starter. So he must think this horse has some ability. Uh, he was a $300,000 uh, 
September yearling. So he's always been good looking. He's always been uh, a horse that's very athletic. So not surprised to see him up here. One other horse to point out is um, Allied Attack. I thought this was very interesting that he is a registered New York bred. Um, so they're entering him here for all the money. There was a two-turn turf uh, two-year-old boys maiden that was run yesterday at Saratoga, New York bred that they could have run him in, but instead they're running against Open Company. Uh, he's the son of Omaha Beach out of the Empire Maker, who hasn't quite gotten it done producing yet. Uh, this horse uh, breeds at OBS March and, and uh, breeds well there, but did not uh, meet his reserve. So uh, he, Mike Maker's been a little cold at the meet, um, but he, he can get this done. Uh, would not be surprised to see this horse uh, run well. That will help inform our decisions. But just looking at the paper, where's your eye drawn? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a loaded, loaded race. Um, David makes, uh, the horse who drew the rail, the favorite BU, the son of Curlin out of Jacaranda. Uh, Jacaranda, uh, was a very good two-year-old herself winning the temptage. She's sister to constitution. This horse had a, a really eye-catching gate breeze last week with Irad aboard. Uh, he broke well and was uh, always a little bit better than company. And got the you know obviously a fast time forty seven as well. Uh, the rail is is not great. Obviously, if he doesn't break really sharp, he's going to have uh, the kickback um, and some traffic to deal with. Uh, another two year old first time starter um, that's breeds well is domestic product. Uh, David makes him the second choice in the morning line for Chad Brown. Uh, he's a son of Practical Joke. He's a horse that Claire Rich Stables bred, and they keep to race, which is a good sign. We saw that angle work earlier in the meet um, in the Lake George. But uh, we've seen so often these these um, these dirt maidens. It's it's really beneficial to have experience. Uh, it, it's, a, it's such a deep surface here at Saratoga, and fitness uh, really comes into play uh, late in the game in these races. So I, I, ozone for Steve Asmussen. Uh, really caught my eye. He, he did not break it well at all first time out, and I'm not sure he loved the, the mud either. Steve brings him up here. Uh, Steve, you know, like I said, the horse broke slowly. Steve, uh, just you know, 11, 12 days later, breezes him out of the gate at, at Churchill after the race at Ellis. He must have uh, saw what he what he needed to see there on the gate breeze. Brings him up here, and would expect him to improve greatly second time out. Yeah, that's that angle we I've talked about so much on this show and other places as well. When they take all that money first time out, and this horse had, and then don't break well, so often they move up in that second career start. And for his uh, for his career, according to Equibase, um, you know, obviously horses are supposed to improve second out, so a trainer should have a better second start percentage than first start percentage. But it's pretty dramatic for someone who's a successful first out is Asmussen going from 16% first out to 22% second out. And it's sort of the double excuse of the slop and the not breaking. Well, I'm with you. I think ozone is the interesting one in here. Matoli has not lit the world on fire um, as a sire to, to this point, but you know, certainly has uh, had some horses that have run some good numbers and is one that maybe is going to improve with a little bit of time. Do you have any, any opinion on, on him? Yeah, Pete, you know, he, you would have think he was such a fast horse himself. You would think that this would be their time to shine, right? His offspring would be running now. They'd, they'd be catching the eye, and they haven't quite yet. Um, but this is a pivotal month. You sort of get August and September 
photographer is when you sort of you find out who's going to be uh, uh, you know who's going to be good and who's going to be bad just to put it plainly um, we're getting to a point where there, these two-year-old maiden races are getting to distances further than five and a half and so uh, we'll see over the next few weeks if any Matolis pop up and I'm not too worried about the Matoli stats as far as Ozone goes, because I also think you're going to be getting a bit of a price. But it is something interesting just to, to pay attention to in some of these races if you're interested in these more a little bit more down the rabbit hole breeding angles. Which if you're listening to Baby Talk uh, with all the great content out there this weekend, I think you probably are. So anyway, we'll throw that out there. Let's zip to the West Coast for the last race we're going to chat about on this edition of the show. This is another one uh, early in the card. We start off with this six furlong uh, maiden special weight for these two-year-olds going six. And uh, stop me if you've heard this one, Bob Baffert looks to have a strong hand with his pair of curlins. Do you like one of them? Do you like something as an alternative? Yeah, it would appear Mission Beach would be the more favored of the Baffert pair. Uh, he's a $400,000 son of Curlin out of a mare named Stoshu, who did win a uh, West Virginia bred stake as a two-year-old. She's uh, the dam of also a filly who won up here in Saratoga as a two-year-old, Cantata. Uh, Cantata didn't go on to do much after that, but there's plenty of pedigree here. Stoshu is also a sister to Taurus, who's a very fast filly. Uh, so the combination of Curlin um, on the top side, some speed on the bottom side, that's worked for this horse has been breezing well, and I would expect him to be a heavy favorite and tough to beat. Yeah, but the, the you know Baffert. People always talk about oh the other Baffert. You know what? If you look at the numbers, it's one of those things that I think people it sticks in people's mind because it's so notable when it, it's notable when it happens and you remember that. People aren't as quick to remember when there's two and and the more logical one wins. Which if you look at the numbers, does happen pretty much exactly as much as the stats say it should. Uh, what about any of these others in here? Does does your uh, you, you tempted to pick somebody else as an alternative, or maybe an exact a partner, or just somebody to talk about from an interesting bloodline angle? It's it's not the deepest race, Pete. That's that's part of the reason. I just think Mission Beach, if he breaks, he'll probably win. You know, we can talk about Bob's other horse, uh, Dagger Ranch. Uh, he is another Curlin. He's out of the great race mare, Indian Blessing. Um, she's She's gotten a few decent horses so far, her, but her produce overall has been a little lackluster. Um, so that's that's that adds up to this horse being what looks to be sort of the second string on paper. Two first out winners from the dam, which I did think was which I did think was a little bit interesting anyway. Though the fact that this one is a homebred, I thought that was just certainly no I, I don't know what it means but i feel like it's notable because of what you would imagine with this pedigree you could have in theory um gotten at auction but it also as a homebred means maybe baffert doesn't have the screws as much as some of these sale horses i don't i don't really know how to evaluate that i wish we could actually look at separate stats to see you know baffert with homebreds as opposed to uh horses that were bought at the yearling sales what's your gut about that do you or do you not factor it in because it's just too open of a question? Mm, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure there's a different answer for every uh, instance. Um, it, as far as, you know, it would make a little more sense if this is a, a Philly that they may have kept right. um, to, to race, but it being a, a Colt makes me think he, maybe he wasn't the most attractive um, as a yearling that they, they, they didn't sell him, but I, 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 
really don't know. But most, I think, the thing that stuck out to me was the workouts, but also Victor Espinosa is reuniting with Bob Baffert here on Dagger Ranch. And I would think that would mean he's this horse would be the, the second string. Uh, yeah. Victor's only rode, ridden for Bob once in the past two years amazing that he's uh that he's come back at all given everything he was dealing with and certainly yeah. certainly a jockey trainer combo of historical note there is there a of way course. to look up or like is there a way to look up if this horse went through a ring and and rna or how does that is there where's that information yeah about? yeah so you can there's you can on equibase um on equibase under the auction history tab if a horse uh was went through the ring, but RNA'd uh, in the sale, it would still show up in that auction history tab on the horse's uh, Equibase page. Something else to take a look at, you know, if you're interested in this stuff, you can, it's tough because you can go so far down the rabbit hole and sometimes it's, uh, it can be incredibly helpful for betting those nuggets you find. But I would say, you know, it's not, if you're just looking to uh, handicap races uh, in, in a reasonable amount of time, that's not necessarily the kind of thing you're going to do, but Again, for people listening to this show, it's a good a good piece of advice to, uh, or at least a good tool to know about. All right, we've been through these uh, we've been through these races, and we've talked a little bit about the sale. I think we can leave it here for now. We'll be back with more um, conversation throughout the meet. Any uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, just uh, like you said, an exciting weekend here. Plenty going on. Plenty to. Plenty to see all weekend long. Great weekend, great weekend of racing too, uh, with the the test, the Whitney. Plenty of great stakes throughout the weekend. Really looking forward to it. Any uh, gut on uh, Cody's wish and if he's going to handle this this mile in an eighth? Well, it's funny. I, you know, his his last uh, two turn race was was pretty good. I mean, it was a good field in the Challenger. Um, he he did not win, but he he ran a good second. Um, I've always believed he was more of a one-turn horse, um, but it is Bill Mott. He has been training really well. It's not the strongest Whitney field ever, but if I were to take him on, I, I wonder if if Charge It gets to the lead um, and, and keeps going this weekend. That would be the one horse that I think could could upset him. Been a fan of his since before his first race. When we had Todd Pletcher on these airwaves talking about how much he liked him uh, early on, uh, I guess that was last year. All right. Great stuff, Ben. Appreciate you. We'll see you over at the sale, if not the racetrack. And we thank you. We thank our friends at Gainesway Farm. We'll be following along those storylines very closely. Until the next time, may the hammer drop your way.